welcome to Stuck at Home with Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith. It's Friday, May 22nd. Here are your hosts, Jason Smith and Cliff Dorfman. Hey, welcome to another episode Stuck at Home with Cliff and Jason Smith. How you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm Jason Smith. How's it going, everybody? Everything well. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Happy Friday before Memorial Day. Happy right, Friday. But Scott tells us not to use dates or anything. Oh, right, right. right. This is right. Not we can't say tomorrow. I'll edit it out. Happy Friday. Here's the deal. <laughs> I don't care. Friday. I'm with you. Friday before Memorial Day. This is like the this is like the the, the opening to summer, right? This is the, this is what it really is. This is the summer invitational. Yeah. Blockbuster uh, movie season's out, right? We're ready for our blockbuster movies. Coincidentally, uh, I came up with that that term summer invitational in 87. I did a party. I promoted a party at the tunnel and uh, Rudolph was the owner. And we got every fucking bridge and tunnel Long Island person uh, to go to this party the at, the, at the tunnel. And Eddie Murphy showed up, but he just because it was the tunnel, not because we're like we've got him. Just because it's like I wouldn't go to a party in this tunnel unless it was. No, the tunnel. The Holy shit. I'm the tunnel was the hottest club in Manhattan. All right, fuck off. Go on. Blockbusters, go on. Blockbuster movies. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What? Did you pause? No, you're back. Okay. Um, <laughs> blockbuster movies. And most importantly, it's the what I consider to break into Jason's birthday week, right? It doesn't start till this Friday. My birthday might be on a Monday. It might be on a Thursday, but it's always after Memorial Day. And it is that the this week. day that kind of the birthday opens week. us up braver, happier, more exciting time, which is the Jason birthday week. And that's what's happening. And I'm very excited. This weekend has always been, it, I, it doesn't, my birthday doesn't normally fall this far off this weekend. So my birthday is normally Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, somewhere in there. And so, um, yeah, this is my weekend. Uh, it's a long it's winded way of you and, saying and also, that you're a, also all our brave, uh, soldiers oh. and people who, okay. who gave their that lives and who, who, who served and me. So, okay, I did both things. It's both my birthday and I served. So double my time. Well, thank you for your service, Jason, <laughs> for starters. Okay. I wanted to serve and I was what was called ENE'd, which mm. is eligible and not enlisted because ah. my fucking recruiter lied to me. Oh yeah. I had set up my whole life to be an army ranger. That's okay. it. I was going to go like I did all the research. I knew like the, I took the written test. I scored very high because, you know, I'm a Jew. And yeah. I was like, all right, uh, I get the, the you can do computers. You can do anything. I'm like, no, I want infantry, airborne and then ranger school. OK, that's it. It's a simple, you know, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for now? Progression. OK, yeah, yeah. I'll use that word. Uh, yeah. Right? Right. Yeah. Simple progression. That's what I want. My, my recruiter. In Long Island, like at a Hempstead or something. Fucking looks me in the eye. And mind you, I had done ROTC. Like, I was just, I was so dumb enough to think I could be immortal. I was mm -hmm. just going to go be like a special forces lunatic. Mm -hmm. He looks me in the eye and he tells me, absolutely, I guarantee you those options. So, you uh, know how it goes when you go into the, uh, right, right. I go to Fort Hamilton in Brooklyn. I'm fucking walking around. It's like six hours, room to room on the linoleum floor. You're like barefoot. It's cold as fuck. You have to wake up at like four in the morning, by the way. They drive you out from Long Island to Brooklyn in a, uh, in a white like DOD van. Right. I know that Do van. Do you recall this? I remember that van. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So you get out there, and then after six hours, you have one stop before you swear in. Mm -hmm. It's like the uh, DOD guidance counselor. You right. sit there with like the Commodore 64. Yeah. Yeah, they they, make you know there. they they don't they don't stop you from McDonald's until you're actually all the way sworn in. Like, but yeah, I yep. Right. So that's the one step before you walk into the next room. You swear in. You're no longer a civilian. Even if I didn't ship out to brag for another three months. Right. It, right. I was still, still no longer obligated. Right. Right. Once you walk through that and you swear. So all you're supposed to do. This is supposed to be the last stop. And I'm like, this is just where you firm up. You know, I'm doing air quotes. You fucking firm up your options. Right. So I'm like, I look at the guy, I'm like, I spoke to my recruiter. I'm like, it's, uh, you know, infantry, airborne, ranger school. He's like, oh, yeah, well, all we can guarantee you is infantry. I'm like, whoa, right. slow the fucking roll. That means I'm an E1 grunt. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's the tip of the spear. I'm like, go fuck yourself. Mind you, unbeknownst to me, this is six months before the Gulf War started. Mm -hmm. So you. I, right? Oh, right. I was going right to the front. Forget it. Infantry. So he's like, no, all you have to do is we, we guarantee you infantry. What's up, Nancy? But we'll, we'll give you, uh, we'll guarantee you infantry, but uh, you just got to ask for airborne and they'll give it to you. And then you ask for ranger school. I'm like, no, 
No, if you don't guarantee me the options that my you know recruiter said, I'm not in. Right. I guess this is the biggest black mark a recruiter can have. I, they might have fucking docked this guy to uh, Anchorage, Alaska or something <laughs> uh, after this because I got yelled at the entire ride home. Like, you fucking dead. You were going to like, he's in his like, finger in my face yelling at me. Right. And I'm like, all I kept saying was, you lied to me. Right. You lied yeah. to me. Well, I mean, the, the, the thing. And then is, I was like, fuck you. I'm an artist. Here's the truth. It's not really a black mark. Everybody lies. Every single recruiter says that because they no, can't. the ENE is the black mark. Oh, oh, got it. Yeah, yeah. Him having an able-bodied guy who scored in the uh, whatever one percentile of this test they give mm -hmm. is, or the ninety. No, it's the one percentile. I always get. You think how do I score in the one percentile and not know the difference between the one <laughs> and ninety-nine? That's the that's the weird thing. It's when I don't yeah. think I'm smart. Not when I think I'm not so guy. smart. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. He's got an able-bodied guy. Yep. Fucking high scoring on the test, and yep. he loses him at the second to last. Yep. You know, yeah, they lie about that shit pass. to everybody. You you hear about it all the time because you can't guarantee any job. You can't guarantee that they'll be it, right. Air National Guard will can actually guarantee you that, but the regular, um, you know, enlisted doesn't. It doesn't matter what job you get to hope right. and you get to request certain things, and you can put some preferences down. Hope. But yeah, and you know, you don't even get to even think about Ranger School or Airborne until like midway through basic, and then they do another test you have to pass. Like mid Which no one told me, and that's not right. even in the research I did. So, like, right. you know, they're just fucking me every way but Sunday. Just And mind you, that would have been the story of me. That would have been me going yeah. in. I would have been leading that march on Fallujah. You know, yeah. the one, like, I, I would have been the first boots on the ground there. E1 right. fucking grunt. Suck it. Land. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 1%. No, fuck you, Land. Yeah. I love Land. He had the, he had the haircut for it. <laughs> I know this is like you're slowly whittling away all my one percent looks. <laughs> That's good. Thank you. I needed that. Someone had to do it. This is what happens when you don't have a girlfriend for two years. Oh. <laughs> no one's telling you like what you should do and what you shouldn't do. Oh, so well, like you know that you don't want to do that, hun. Yeah. Well, you or you could have it and then you get told what to do all the time. There's a, there's a balance there. You could either get. I got to tell you all the things. Some, given nobody, my personality. Yeah. Nobody what? tells you the things you want to hear. There's, it's either all the things or none of the things. Okay, but I'm good with all the things because given my personality being a bit domineering, I, mm. I like to be told what the fuck to do. Not like I need like a dominatrix and I want someone to, you know, pee on me. Like, what, what was our guest? Uh, I don't think peeing on you. Carly. Part of the bossy domination. I always feel like with dominatrix, no, that's just the first thing that came to my mind. I got to yeah, look at that. Like, that's, that's uh, what do they call <laughs> because it? Because it sounds terrible to me. My, my, my daughter came into the uh, front room oh, a couple days ago and goes, Oh, okay, I just not learned now. what water sports are, and like, you're not talking about water polo. No, no, it's like this is terrible. Pee, they pee on each other. <laughs> she was so weirdly proud that she learned it, disgusted, and also I was also disgusted and proud. Well, the trifecta was learned it, disgusted, it, and then disgusted with you. Yeah, and then that I got the trifecta. So that okay, I'm disgusting. Yeah, I'm that whole thing. Okay, listen, though, I, they lied to me. My story would have literally been doing that, and then I would have been dead because I, they don't train you. Basic training, what, what are you doing in basic training? Like, you're in good shape. It's a great yeah. boot camp, like well, Hollywood. They're, they're more teaching you to just drop everything and listen to the person in front of you, right? It's, it's really about chain of command and, like, learning to, like, all match, and and the, the, the person, the, your commanding officer is in charge, and you don't question those orders. That's really what that's all about. Plus, you get to right. run and do some push-ups. It's kind of fun. Oh, yeah, you end up in great shape. Yeah. I was yeah, running, but then you're dead. You I was a good looking six course. and a half minute miles when I got out of uh, boot camp. And I was, or maybe even right? fast. I think I did two miles in 11 and a half minutes. It's amazing what your brain is able to do. Yeah. yeah. It's all your brain. None of it has to do with your body. Nope. Your brain can tell your body. Now, you might, your brain might kill you doing it. Yeah, but your brain could, yeah. Yes, your going. brain is capable of making you do shit that you're like, I just had no... There was, there's no way physically I should be able to do this. Mm -hmm. uh, what are you know, thinking about there, Jason? Night, well, look, last night I said, I was just thinking on. like, yeah, my brain told me that I could fit this piece of cake in my belly. But my belly was like, the I'm not so sure. But my brain goes, no, that cake is in the belly tonight. You're eating it. Let's do this. You know, you know, my kid started doing is actually he's taking like the good stuff and he's like bringing it in his room at night so I can't go downstairs and eat it. Because I won't walk in his room to like wake him to get it. And he's like putting the cake in there. He's like, no, I'm hooking you up, dad. I'm like, just because you're on a workout. I already work out. I do my shit now. I got an hour, hour and a half a day. Just because you're on a like craze. Right. Don't deprive me of like uh, cookie dough brownies.
So is he hiding it but not eating it either? Right. Oh, that's the worst thing to do. Don't hoard food to just not eat it. No, no. He's hoarding it so I don't eat it. So I right. don't gain weight. Right. But he's also not eating it. That's just. Cake. No, no, no. He's not eating it. Yeah, that's he's not eating it. That's cake at that point. That's just, that's just abuse. That's a cake abuse. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's abuse. Come as on. an elder, no. as his elder, I should be able to have as much cake Either as I want. Either we have cake in the house or we don't have cake in the house, but we don't let the cake go stale. Let them eat <laughs> cake. But, I'm very I, mad at him right now, Dylan. By the <laughs> way, you should have a chat with him. I'm serious. This is uh, he's 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 uh, he's torturing me, man. <laughs> he's you know, look, I, I digress. Meanwhile, people are out and about. This is yes. a thing that's happening. Yes. Right. Like, and they're about like Venice is filled with peeps. Heard Scottsdale in Arizona, like restaurants are just open and people are there like the restaurants packed. I am uh, the the. Oh, just real quick, I'm, I got I'm an email on Philip real quick. Just keep talking. Oh, great. So the uh, workers are wearing gloves and masks, allegedly, but the place is packed. No one seems to give a fuck. And I, am I missing something? Like, did, did they come up with a no, cure for this disease? People. It's called... Is there a vaccine? This is week nine or ten, depending on where you're from, and that's why. It's, we're two and a half months in. That's, that's the reason. There's no change in anything, except you can kind of shop. You can kind of shop, kind of, yeah. right? Like you can go like there's I, stuff on the, yeah. Yeah, you can go to I Big Five it. and say, I want a tennis racket and they'll go in and get the tennis racket for you and bring it out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, it's like all the stuff of online shopping without any of the perks. I still have to leave my house to get it, but I'll get it like 12 hours sooner. And Amazon is caught up now pretty much, except for the stuff that I'm waiting for. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I'm still waiting. I, I had had this whole plan for when Roz was on. Uh, uh -huh. From Ghosted. Of the course. Ha the Haunted Show. I ordered a um, full-sized, well, an extra full-sized um, uh, green suit, like all green, the same colors. My yeah, so, background, so I could right. make like, staplers float around while you guys were talking about serious things. And it didn't show up, <laughs> so I was very, very sad. And I'm still waiting for my all green, green Still suit. waiting. Still waiting. And that's that's three at least three weeks ago. Yeah, three four weeks ago is when I ordered that. By the way, Roz's uh, podcast Ghosted is is great. I mean that that podcast. If you're just looking for someone to listen to about spooky shit and like people's story, I, I love that podcast. Oh, uh, it's so fun. And she, he, you know, Roz, <laughs> Roz does a yeah, great job. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Do we know? It's like uh, Roz identifies he she. I, I didn't ask. Um, Roz. Generally, you know, it all depends on, I think, in and Dragon. I think you could go either direction and Ross does not mind. But I See, this is know. the thing. This is I'm, what people, I, we, we talk about these things now, right? Like, this is the thing that we openly talk about now as a thing, right? Yeah. Like, it's, uh, yeah. okay, this yeah. is good. I like yeah, this. It's, it's so good. Well, and, and, and um, you know, one of those things, I, my, I have, a, um, I have a, a nephew who's trans. And it took me a long time because I'm so used to other, you know, the other pronouns that, uh, it just right. took a little work. I get corrected a lot, and it, it was never intentional or in like a, not the way like some people go. Oh, you mean Bruce Jenner? It was more like I just right. forgot. Just dickish. Right. I'm so used to the, the the things that I've said over years and years and years. So it took a little practice, but now I you know I try and be more careful just because I'm always you know thinking about it. Well, that's kind of cool. You had a, an an actual personal thing to learn from. You know, like it's yeah. a, it's a really hits home with that. And I in still mess way. up on but for the most part, I do all right. And uh, pretty and woke. I, I mean, uh, for a guy, you know, especially a guy who grew up in Sparks and when yeah. he was in the military, and like you know, yeah. you're a CEO. You're a pretty fucking woke guy. I gotta say, yeah. it's uh, no, honestly, it's well done, sir. A, a giant swastika tattooed across every part of my body is pretty good for arena. <laughs> you almost wow. stayed in but Iowa. There, so there's a lot. I, I give it a hard time. Uh, there are plenty of not racists there. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I all the people that are your friends that I've. <laughs> No, all the people that are your friends I've come in contact with are amazing. Your awesome. family's great. Like, you know, listen, there's salt of the earth everywhere and there's fucking assholes everywhere. Yeah, this, that is a that is an unfortunate divide. Yeah, and when if you get some salt in the bloody asshole, there's that's a lot of pain. <laughs> oh, um, you did like a little uh, South Park uh, yeah. uh, variation. What do you got? But, but I digress. I uh, just happened to see in like the lower left-hand corner of my screen. Uh, <laughs> I, I like church so far. Church. Um, um, I see that Philip is here. He's made it, and his hair looks amazing. I can tell already. And I have <laughs> a full size. Is his beard groomed? Uh, beard old. Oh, it is. I, I can't up. wait 
I can't wait to talk to him. Do you, uh, do you want to do an intro? No, I want you to do the intro. I wrote oh, one. I have one. I have writer, oh, producer, oh, stand-up. Yeah, yeah. I have a whole thing for him. And I have new it. rock stars. Listen, he's a writer. He's a producer. He's a stand-up. This guy, he, cre he not only creates his own content from other content, new rock stars, the YouTube uh, sensation has just hit two and a half million subscribers. Uh, you know, if you, if you don't know anything about this, Tune in, listen to Philip Molina. Ladies and gentlemen. Is that good? Did I do that right? Wow. Wow. I'm, <laughs> hey, I'm he looks great. The oh, there he is. Wow, it's Ben Affleck. You had to finish getting that permanent. Dude, this is... Uh, <laughs> is that a Korean this, perm? This is a lot of sea salt in my hair one week ago and not showering, not caring, and then it just, it just keeps getting better. Yo, it's Phil. all falling out in the back, though. <laughs> it's Philip, right? You use the U, so it throws people off, but it's Philip. Oh, yeah. I made that Phillip. choice. I said, yeah, hey, no. <laughs> I'm a newborn baby. Let's use the U in there. You know, I only know a few alphabet letters so far. I'm a newborn. No, you got my parents me. did that. <laughs> You, you <laughs> nice to meet me. you, Cliff. Okay, Jason, Jason, please take over for a second. <laughs> I just got fucking whacked. <laughs> that was good. So, Philip, I... Um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit because one of the things that we do every week is I try and make a little promo and you have taught me that I can't just put the same picture up on every single video I do. You have to actually That's make taught a you? Different, right? Good. Someone did. And adjust Thank you. them. And that was, that was Philip who told me. So I was looking Good. for a picture of you so I could put it on the promo. Uh -oh. um, have you ever Googled yourself, <laughs> yeah. my friend? That face, I have. <laughs> I, uh, I very recently found pictures of myself on a forum that I don't know if we can talk about it. <laughs> well... Here's the deal. I was just, I was thinking because we're going to talk a little bit about superheroes today. We're going to talk a little bit about all yeah. that stuff. I was like, and then I was googling you, and I I, I thought, okay, all the pictures <laughs> pretty much look like this. Like every picture, it's either your entire face. That's or a good shot. This, though. yeah. But look, if you if you look like that, Jason, <laughs> you'd have fucking pictures on the internet posted at you too. Look at that. What do you got? Like seven percent body fat? You like fucking Frank Grillo? What the no, fuck? Dude. Uh, honestly, no, dude. Yeah, I'm looking at. It. Is that? Oh, okay. There you I'm go. Making up for lost time. What about that homeless <laughs> one? And uh, is that me? Just homeless. This that one's not you. <laughs> uh, that's that's my friend Jack, actually. <laughs> very funny, very funny comedian. Um, oh but no, I was, I was just my 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 biggest yeah, question. Yeah, yeah come I on. actually have a I have actually a question. I kind of like to mess with you a little bit about that, but mostly I have a question is like, so. You know, Kamel Nanjiani gets all this credit for getting in shape and then and then becomes a superhero when they all they had to do was go, Philip Molina, you want to be in the Eternals? What the fuck? <laughs> uh, well, I can't act for shit. Uh, people, at least people know what race Kamel is. People don't even know what uh, you're multi-ethnic like, genders that are changing. Yeah, uh, honestly, I get yeah, I get every single kind of ethnicity. The uh, one time I had to take a class where people tell you what you look like, and I, I got uh, uh, some some weird. You took a class. Wait, wait, you took a class where people tell you what you look like. What, yeah, what is well, that? Is that a Monty Python sketch? It was. Uh, it was like so. You know how you come off when you enter a room, and uh, there was a resounding wow. karate master. <laughs> I can't fight for shit. I took Taekwondo for six months and flunked out, flunked out. Like, I never got past white belt. <laughs> oh my god! That honestly, that that class, I kind of poo pooed on it, but it sounds pretty interesting. You need a little tough skin, but well, I'm very on, interested. On. Let's let's we can do it. It's very easy. Jason, okay, go. You've, you've never seen Cliff before, right? <laughs> okay, great. All right, go. Just, and I'll do I'll do it too. Just open your eyes, Cliff. Don't say anything because it could ruin it. Uh, and just you see this guy, Cliff. Jason, you can open your eyes. Uh, and what does that guy look like? You see that guy on the street, or you see his fit picture in the paper? Um, uh, a recently uh, uh, released uh, white prisoner. Uh, what? Yeah, what? 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 Props like so. I'm uh, whenever I see him, I always see, I always see. Uh, yeah, I used to have the shaved sides. He gives me yeah. shit about it. All right, the listen. All right, you suck right, at this guy. Right. That's what we've learned. Oh, yeah. By the way, like, you, yes. you, you could tell me. I I know I look like a. Look, here, you close your eyes. 
right. Okay. Um, open my eyes. Uh, up, upside down, Grandpa Troll Doll. <laughs> <laughs> That's close enough. That's close enough. I would say, I would say like, uh, if, if Santa was like before he became full Santa, he was just monking for a while. Like he's just, you know, he's going around being a. You know. I was gonna say uh, high school gym teacher on the verge of a breakdown. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, high school gym. I also have to teach math. Like, <laughs> you know, I want to whistle. It really hurts my feelings. Yeah. I just want to go back to the gym class. You know the high school gym teacher that when you walk in on the first day, you realize, oh, they're never gonna get out of that chair. Seated <laughs> <laughs> gym teacher, hundred you know, percent. Coach Smith. Oh my yeah. goodness. And Philip, with that shirt and like not being able to see the, the, the headphones coming out, I would go hairdresser, like Ooh. from the 90s, like 90s hairdresser, but not the hair, maybe not even the hairdresser, just the, the, one of the pictures in the book. When you're like, I want the, I want the Molina. Yeah. Uh, slash Karate Master, though? <laughs> slash Karate Master. I feel like Karate Master won that one, though, by the way. I'm just yeah. saying. But by the way, I'll say on my first day, so the class and I had to say somebody else's thing. <laughs> we had to do stuff. a thing where, where we face each other. And you've never met someone before. You get paired off, and you stare at each other for a full minute, and then you, at the same time, you say what you think of the other person. And so I'm mm -hmm. looking at this guy, and he had this really smug face. So I, when we count down to three, two, one, I say smug, and he look he at, was looking at me, and he says kind eyes. I just came off. <laughs> you just want to go home. Like, I just want to go home, man. I felt so bad. You know, how many days was this class? This is only a one-day thing because you never want to see these people that you've just judged again, you'd think. Right. It has to be a one-day class. Uh, you don't come back, do you? I'll let you know I'm still in it. Um, oh, you're still in <laughs> it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's so interesting. No. Yeah, I got to tell you. So I'm going to... To end yeah. this completely, before we met, just going off your picture, when Jason and I got on the, on the you know, whatever this thing is we're on, before the internet? The, yeah, uh, not Zoom. <laughs> Yeah, it's not Zoom. Uh, I was like, hey, I know you're good friends with Philip. Is he like, is he a good guy? He's like, yeah, he's a very good guy. I go, yeah, okay, because, you know, he kind of looks like he might be a little bit of a dick. And he's like, nope, nicest guy. And you are literally the nicest guy in the world, which is why books and covers, that, I don't understand books and covers. I want to judge a book by its cover, just not a person. Yeah. A book right should tell me what like I'm going to read. You look like a dick. And you're the nicest guy. <laughs> like, it's like, that's what you I'm saying. So it's like, funny. it's crazy. I think I've only insulted both of you. <laughs> I, think, I think you're the nicest guy where you hear that and you're like, or you're like a masochist and you're like, man, I want this. No, 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 I'm not a masochist. I, I've worked through that. No, 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 I'm just nice. I, I really am. But no, it's true because I was like, I was like, no, is he going to be mean? Because he seems like successful. He's like, got all the shit going on. He's all stern looking. And like, nope. And you're the exact opposite. Okay, let's move on. I have actual questions for you though jason i could just do this you're gonna hang out right yeah i'm gonna hang out okay good 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 Please. okay so first question i'm gonna ask you uh why do you think that the snyder cut is so important for hbo max uh all right i'm the nerd yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah we're yeah, gonna go, well you know a little maybe more so than us but yeah go uh, one of us has a Spider-Man tattoo, and it's not me. And it's not Cliff. It's definitely not me. And you win. The gym teacher is not flexible enough to show his tattoo. <laughs> I got one back here. What does it mean to put it there? Were you covering up track marks? Why is it there? I wanted to be able to see it. And but yet I didn't you want can't. it to be like on my. Like, I just wanted to be able to look at it when I wanted to look at it. And when you do it like this, okay, hold on. Kind of make it to like a sad rock, draw a couple little eyes, and he's like, Oh, I'm sad. it's always Spider Man, buddy. Yeah, it looks like a ski <laughs> mask, by the way. <laughs> Upside down, it does. That's what I'm saying. It's like a sad rock. robbery mask. Uh, the Snyder Cut, guys. <laughs> yes. Um, so, uh, well, what's crazy is that they're doing it, but it, it's a brilliant move. It's, it's not till 2021, so we'll see uh, exactly where HBO Max lands before this thing comes out, but. I mean, you guys know that there there's a movement behind this thing. Yeah. Uh, there was a plane that flew over uh, Comic-Con that was demanding, you know, release the, the Snyder Cut. Uh, and I'm glad that those work now. You just have to buy a plane and now a studio will do <laughs> what you want. Uh, yeah, but uh, it's going to be, Not I wrong. think it's actually going to be a huge windfall for them. Uh, because, let's, let's think about this for a second, the movie's already done, right? R roughly. Right. They're going to spend another 20 to $30 million on it. 
So that sounds kind of like a lot, not to Jason and his trillion dollar studio there, uh, but <laughs> to the rest of us, that sounds like a lot. Uh, but think about it from the ter- from the side of like promoting HBO Max slash uh, think about what got everyone to sign up for Disney Plus, the Mandalorian, right? Right. Mandalorian season one was a hundred million dollars, a hundred million dollars for a TV show. This is a thing they already have. They can spend 20 or 30 million dollars on it. And it might have actually more success in bringing over not just general fans, not just comic book fans, not just Zack Snyder fans, specifically fans of the DC Cinematic Universe, which is this huge Warner property that has kind of failed in a lot of ways. Yes, Uh, very much so. Especially financially, especially that movie specifically, the original cut of Justice League, even though it made a lot of money, it was still kind of a flop. Uh, But Warner Brothers, which is uh, the parent company of HBO, has all of the DC properties. The DC animated films are actually very well reviewed. They're the highest reviewed DC films. If you guys watch those, I uh, watch all of them. Yeah, yeah, they're actually pretty damn good. Um, so all of that content is going to be on there. They're attracting this fan base that is going to be very thrilled with what they find there for a fraction of what it's taking the other companies. Look at Apple's original investment. They're still trying. You know how much money they spent on C. You know how many people saw C. And that's the creator, I think, of Peaky Blinders, right? See, I'm pretty sure. Jason, will you look that up? Yeah, I'll look that up. Yeah, thank you. you, Yeah, and you're right, Flip. Okay. What'd you say, buddy? (laughs) I I had a joke, but it's it's over. Wait, no, 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 no. right on it. Sorry, it'll, be, it'll be funnier if you say it now. We <laughs> yeah, please it say it. Yeah, now. thank you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. Hey guys, here's my joke about Frosty. Go, no. Uh, go, no, no, because I was gonna say that's about as many right, people fine. who saw CISO before it ended that saw C. But I, I, now I can't. I, now I can't even combine them again. Well, I'm, I'm glad you didn't tell us the joke. Yeah, I'm glad that maybe we I did a favor to all of us. That's all. Like when you tried to tell it again, Cliff stepped on it again. I did it. It was great. It was great. Thank you so, so much. You, you caught that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, now, now, the Snyder movies aren't super well received overall. Right. Are they received better by comic book fans? I, are, by, are people- by audiences. Audiences love Snyder movies. And remember, I mean, they're so, they're like candy. They're, they're stylistic. I would say the guy from a stylistic perspective is an auteur. He's, he's brilliant. Uh, does that mean he should write a film? He, I mean, he doesn't uh, often. So does critics having issues with Zack Snyder, I think doesn't necessarily translate to fans. And that's why he keeps getting work, you know? Hmm. I mean, yeah. it's, well, it's my, a weird thing. My favorite thing. part about Batman v Superman was that me and my daughter, at the, and she was like 11 or 12 at the time, could laugh at the absurdity of that movie. Like, we walked out of that movie because it was laughing because of the hilarity of some of the plot points, right? It just didn't okay. make any sense. I thought that was I the agree. general consensus. I didn't realize that he actually had a following. I, I mean, I like 300, and I actually really like uh, Dawn well, of the Jason, Dead. you bring Watch up something. Oh yeah, Watchmen's. Great. I mean, the opening, the opening credit sequence to Watchmen to me is one of the, yeah, one of the best ever done. But really, what you brought up, Sucker Punch too. They did a great job with that too. Yeah, and Sucker Punch fell a little off to me. Um, I just meant the intro. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh, but what I wanted to say that you brought up 300, and, and Philip, maybe you agree with this or maybe you don't. I think 300 and what Larry Fong and Zach did, uh, Larry Fong was the DP for 300, um, He uh, with that stop motion. You've not seen that. And what he did is set a template, I think, visually. If you look at the visual aesthetic of that, it was a natural thing for him to go to a Superman next, you know, or something. He It feels to me that every superhero movie I watch somehow lies in the tone of 300. What, what do you think? Yeah, Man that? of Steel and ended up kind of having moments that were like Gladiator. You know what I mean? Like right. um, that, the the uh, the fields and stuff. Uh, no, I actually was weirdly excited when I saw Zack Snyder was going to uh, take on these superhero movies because he, he does action well, honestly. And, it you know, you feel those punches. Uh, 300 is a story about human beings um, acting almost at the level of superheroes and, and gods. And yes. I think it, it's a lot of it is the way that that movie is shot. It feels like a natural evolution of The Matrix, right? The Matrix was this huge leap forward and like, whoa, we hadn't even considered action movies from that perspective. And then Zach does uh, 300 and then everybody tries to copy that. Um, <laughs> yep. But, you know, the, the issue is when you're watching something, it's like, um, like looking at a, an attractive person on the street and you're like, wow, that's an attractive person. And I can appreciate that because that's all I'm trying to, to uh, see them for, right. right? 
but if instead you're you're reuniting with a long lost love or something, uh, and they could look exactly like that attractive person that was on the street, but because they're so important to you and you grew up with this person, you might actually have issues with the way they look, or you're like, great, you look good, but you actually became a terrible person. So when you take a property <laughs> like, uh, and I'm just speaking about Jason, uh, but when you take a property like Damn. DC, DC Comics or something, the, I mean, I'm, I'm wearing generic fat hero shirt in case I can't say exactly what I'm wearing, but uh, people are I upset. It. I mean, no, my, my room here is filled with these these characters. People are obsessed with these characters. They grew up with them. So now you're talking about handing over. I mean, when people say, you know, you ruined my childhood, it, they do kind of feel that attachment of these are the most important characters to me ever. So that actually explains to me why the Snyder Cut became mythic, right? People were like, this is what I've been waiting my whole life for. These characters to come together, even more than the Avengers, if I'm being honest. People are waiting for these characters to come together. The Batman versus Superman concept. I mean, I remember being a kid talking about, I I hope there's a movie someday of that. They finally do that. They do Justice League. And people feel internally so let down that they would rather imagine that the, the only thing that went wrong is that Joss Whedon came in and ruined the whole thing. If there's this perfect Snyder cut out there, it's actually going to be a little make or break, I think, for Zack Snyder. Because now, he, I mean, luckily he's got all of this quarantine time to really, like, just keep focusing on it. They're talking about potentially releasing it as six separate episodes. I don't know if you saw that. Saw so that. he's no, really going to milk it. That's so yeah. interesting. Yeah, they're putting has, like, $30 million dollars of effects and potentially even some reshoots in there. There might what be also buy new for? characters. Or well, they, own the, they own it. So that's it. So it's like, here you go. We're going to do this now. Fuck it. Yeah. I mean, so we'll that's a bold decision. It. Yeah. Now people will right. be, if it still sucks though, then people are going to be like, oh shit, you know, <laughs> turns out it was just bad. Yeah. It's still got the same actors. I, I mean, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Like I didn't care in this movie until I thought that that was the only option, right? Like I'll, you only want Justice League. Like before the Iron Man movies, nobody gave a shit about Iron Man or no more. You know, it's like, it was, you know, yeah, the you Justice get someone League like Favreau something. who can change it. Yeah. And, yeah. And, well, and, yeah, and exactly. But like, and, I, w- I was watching movie. Sorry, what'd you say, Jess? Oh, nothing. Uh, oh, man, you, uh, you're so shy on here. Am I? Yeah. Yeah. Am I, gone? Uh, I think that <laughs> one good. of the reasons why, am I uh, am I oh, here? you are kind I'm of freezing up a little bit. Oh, God. Wow. <laughs> Now I can't, I can't unsee that man. Um, <laughs> Go, sorry, Philip, like please continue that. like that. Just uh, wait. That. So what I was going to say is it's interesting that you bring up uh, Iron Man and Favreau's take on that, because to me, the MCU actually, Favreau started this, this not started the MCU, but rather started this idea of give me this movie and I'm going to do it my way. But then actually one of the most uh, like uh, disappointing films a lot of people think for the MCU, not me, but this is one of the lowest rated ones is Iron Man 2, which is mm. Shane Black's mm-hmm. Iron Man movie. But or Iron Man 3. Shane, or Iron, Iron Man, Man 3, 3 was Shane's. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Iron Man 3. And the moment that Shane Black takes it over and he makes it feel kind of like a Lethal Weapon movie. Mm-hmm. And it's very much a buddy cop uh, with, with him and War Machine. Uh in that movie, you're finally seeing Marvel saying, okay, this thing has its own legs. Let's let an, a writer-director really take over and actually have it have its own feel. And that opens the door for James Gunn on Guardians of the Galaxy. Just going to say that. That opens the door for Taika Waititi. But those wouldn't have happened if Iron Man 3 didn't work enough that they're like, fine, let's let these uh, directors and writers run away with it. So Favreau may have started that, but I feel like, you know, it, it was after Shane Black. And then now we're, we're all kind of pretending that the MCU was perfect from the beginning. But now is when we're really Who's obsessed pretending? with it. Yeah. Well, Jason. But, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It was, it was the best. Say, <laughs> Ibiza. Um, but what I think was interesting that Favreau did, uh, Philip, is what you first saw there was 52 minutes till he got in the suit. That's... The thing you saw, what you saw in the change with Shane Black is it's right away, right from the get. We're going to hit you with it. You're right. It's a loosening of the of the yeah. uh, chains, but it's also, are we losing some character from it? Yeah. yeah. Well, we I lost, mean, it, Iron Man wasn't in the suit at all almost in Iron Man 3 except till the end. He was like 10 minutes in the beginning and then 20 minutes, 10 minutes at the end and every suit blew up. 
Yeah, but so it depends. What are you watching an Iron Man movie for? Because there's definitely an argument to be like, wish fulfillment of guy in metal suit kicks ass, right? That's <laughs> literally, they didn't even come up with a clever name for the guy, right? Like, that's the idea. That <laughs> Iron Man. Out. Yeah, but then there's also, you know, what I appreciate about it, I'm three movies into that story at this point, is asking, okay, but is this guy special at all if he didn't have the suit? And that's why he's barely in the suit in that movie, right? It's about, can Tony Stark himself justify being a hero? And as that movie happens, it actually, it's, this is pretty skillfully done. If you rewatch that movie, you'll see that he's not, he's completely out of the suit. He's bare bones. He's having these mental breakdowns throughout that movie. And then as he gets closer and closer to kind of earning the suit again, little pieces start to appear. He only gets certain parts at a time. That's the suit that attaches like just the arm at one point, just oh, the leg. Right. So he's starting so to I'll add come, it back I gotta on. watch it again. But then, yeah. And then ultimately when it's this big moment of saving the day, when all the people are falling from the plane, uh, and this, you know he's flying around. He saves like eleven people or whatever it is, and it's this amazing moment. It's very specifically designed where it's Iron Man's brilliance, Tony Stark's brilliance that saves the day. But then, if you remember, this he lands, gets hit by a truck, the suit explodes, and we realize he wasn't even in the suit. And that re- he's really calling out in that moment that the man who is the brain is the hero. The suit is expendable. It's the extension of, I mean, you see, Jason, this is why New Rockstars has two and a half million subscribers. I mean, this is the kind of analysis, but it's interesting because when you started what you were doing, and, and I've been finding this working with Jason, just, you know, learning myself. You've been doing this a while now, and it's funny because what I was reading about you, um, which really was fascinating to me, is that you started and you were doing this thing where you were putting up YouTubers and stuff like that, you know, where you're basically having like, I think, yeah, but you were promoting these influencers. And then when you did that one, it was like one movie, it was the Game of Thrones uh, season finale, right? That you That's, did or something we, where people we responded? We started doing some Game of Thrones stuff. Yeah, we did that and some Marvel stuff. And But the Game of Thrones stuff was probably our signature for a while. And you jump, but you literally jump when you said, you know, fuck the influencers, we're going to do uh, our analysis. You jump from like 30,000 to like, what, 1.6 million or something? Kind of, Well, no. So what's crazy there is that actually I just worked for a, a company called New Media Rockstars at the time. And it really was trying to make these the uh, Perez Hilton of influencer stuff and drama alert kind of stuff. <laughs> and it sucked. I, I hated working on it. Um, but... Then it failed miserably as it should have, right? It was an idea. It was also ahead of its time, so nobody really cared about the drama yet, even though now that's one of the top things. Uh, So I convinced the owner of the company, he was going to shut the whole thing down. And I was like, look, don't shut it down. It makes just enough money to literally just pay me and don't don't even, I won't even keep any other money. Just give it to me. Let me do what I want to do with it. And so that's when you saw this really hard pivot. I started doing Game of Thrones analysis. Star Wars was around that time. And then, yeah, we, we had like, at that point, we had about 50,000 subscribers, but within like three months, we had 200,000. We were one of the fastest growing uh, channels in the world, uh, in the top 100 at that time. Um, and it really was, I think people responded to the enthusiasm, the authenticity. And what I've always kind of championed the channel as is the people that take the things that fans like and regular people, we take it seriously as art. And I think that yes. there's not a lot of people out there that do that. Well, you know, that's interesting. With the podcast, we're talking to Charlie Harding, and he does the same thing with breaking down the songs on his podcast. And and it is a thing. People want to be validated in what they like. And you said something really smart. It was the first time, Jason, for me that I felt a connection to really these Superbook heroes in a real way where I could understand the fascination. It's a person's childhood. That was it. It doesn't matter. They grew up now. Every day they dealt with that superhero and everything about that superhero. So now, if you fuck something up, you're taking away a big chunk. That was really interesting, Philip. Um, sorry, I'm just- Everything uh, else, though. Fuck. No, everything else was eh. But that, uh, we just, that was the uh, meat. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got I, so many more questions. I, heard too. I just, just stopped listening, I just stared. <laughs> yeah, well, you look like you froze up or you had some palsy going on or something. I kind of do. Well, <laughs> I feel like he's, he's pouting. He's doing it on purpose, he's fake freezing. You, don't know, you guys don't know anything about me. Yeah, you're doing over here. Your wife warned us that this is your move. <laughs> yes, Steph. Thank you, Steph. All right, so so let me ask you about the the Marvel Comic Universe. These new shows that are coming this fall. You know, how do you think it's going to affect Disney Plus and MCU? Oh, I mean, th- that's going to be huge. Honestly, it's going to be almost too big. Like, so <laughs> the MCU has done this really good job of everything is tied to everything, right? It's all essential viewing. You think normally people would go see Ant Man and the Wasp? You know, like not really, but they're like, oh, so, you know, 
something's going to be revealed about Infinity War and Endgame and that. So it becomes essential viewing. So now they're going to, the fact that they previously had abandoned the shows that were on Netflix, the ABC Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. show, they kind of were like, it's connected, but not really. This right. is essential viewing now. This adds to the connected universe. And so people have to, it's like, do you like Marvel? Now you have to get Disney+. Plus. So mm-hmm. it's absolutely going to knock it out of the park. It's going to be huge for them. So Again. big, in fact, that I yeah that I'm actually a little like concerned for them that Disney's going to start to look more like Marvel rather than the other way around, right? So That's many shows on there, and people are going to love and be so excited. The only the silver lining I see is that it's going to be such a cash cow for them, Disney Plus in general, with with these shows that I actually it makes me yeah. feel better about Disney acquiring Fox because Fox is very anti Disney, right? This is mature content; it's for older people, and a lot of Fox. Uh, properties that were in the works got canceled as soon as the acquisition happened. Yeah, but now I, I kind of, them. oh, sorry to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's okay. Listen, you yeah. get paid and then they go away. It's like, oh, yeah. there's a merger happening. The second you hear the whisper, you're like, project's done. It's not, you know, very few projects make a merger. Cliff, you don't get a movie, but now we get the X-Men and the MCU, so thank you. No, it was a TV show, but, you know, either way, I didn't get it. So, uh, yeah, thanks, Chase. But, no, and I'm all for this. This is exciting. What, 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 what? Was it an X-Men TV show, Cliff? No, it wasn't. It was fucking That's original fine. content. That was, Guess what? That was, original that was, content. That was your problem. Nobody wants original content. It doesn't matter how good it is. This thing was fucking Mad Men in the music industry. No one gave a fuck. It got me a lot of work, but no one gives a fuck. You know, oh, you're a great writer. We're not making it. Okay, well, let's, let's talk you, about me. I want to talk you, about what you no, were no, no, saying. No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> is, it, you, is it really never going to get made? I, who said, you know, just, I'm Justin Bieber over here. I never say never, but I'm not going to, you know, you don't know in this business. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't look like it's getting made. No, it, it's so over then, at I'm, Fox I'm just, 21. I'm just curious then, what was like the thing that you were like, man, when people get to season three or se- the season five finale, like what was going to be the, the blow away moment? Well, for me, the season three moment was this uh, was this accident that he had when he was 18 and he was uh, at Jones Beach Theater and he was uh, he went with his buddy for a drive afterwards who was drunk and they had coke and they hit someone. Woman died. He fucking jumped out of the car. His buddy died and he left, went, ran back to the uh, theater and uh, acted like it didn't happen, got away with it. But all these uh, years he's been, oh, the woman didn't die. She's like in a coma still like she's a vegetable and he pays for all the medical bills i had a whole thing set up his tattoos matched it there was an entire secret oh, story wow. and i was and very you, uh saddened by that yeah and you but you were surprised that disney didn't go for that <laughs> no 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 i was I, I see what you did there but no i was the second i heard yeah buy out yeah no no but i see what you did you kind of knew this is why he's good all right what you off. think i just Let's read you <laughs> I think you did. Yeah, I think you're taking that class. I think a lot of things <laughs> yeah. are happening here, Philip. Skinhead, definitely. <laughs> what kind of tattoos? The kind Jason has all over his body? Yeah. Oh, God. No, this was... All right, let's talk I about always, the MCU shows. I get Doritos. I have a Doritos. I have a Cheetos. I, I have two Dole, um, a Chiquita. I, I, I just try and get only uh, food, food treasure map. Yeah, wonderful. All right, wait. But what I thought was interesting, uh, what we were just talking about, do you think this is going to push Disney Plus over the edge to where it's now Netflix? Because it's right nipping on its heels. Yeah, probably. I mean, here's yeah. the thing. Netflix is, is, there's one smart thing they do that's really annoying for people that analyze TV and film is they don't release their numbers. Uh, and so we don't know how successful Netflix is other than they have these revenue projections and whatnot. But we do, we can estimate just by understanding the industry that Netflix spends more money on content right now than anybody. And they are going nuts trying to keep up with that, right? So they're, they're burning the candle at both ends almost, or they're, they're, you know, eating their own tail, but in that they're having these huge successes that burn out so fast because they drop them all at once. People blast through it you got the new Netflix signups that you were hoping for or people held on to their membership and then it's done, you know, stranger things you, you knock out in two days or something. So, uh, they, it's really working for them except for the part where they don't let people know how long they can keep that up. Uh, <laughs> so if there's like a single stumble on the Netflix roadmap, but yeah, I think Disney plus would be right there ready to take advantage, especially if they're doing weekly content. Yep. Right, weekly content. I, I just wonder if the show thing, like, let's say you have someone who's eh, kind of half in, half out in the Marvel universe. Does it limit their viewers, like, you know, new viewers who just say, I want to watch a superhero show. Can I watch it without knowing every piece of mythology uh, written about these characters? Right. Uh, 
while I'll say that they are doing a good job of, you know, they approach these these filmmakers and, and writers that write these standalone stories that usually they actually get told later, hey, here's the implications we want you to add to connect to the rest of the universe. But they develop a whole story with a full arc that should stand alone. That said, of course, Disney and Marvel are a little bit like, I mean, don't make it stand alone too much. You know, like <laughs> make it so they have to watch the next thing anyway. So, yeah, there's going to be a little bit of that. Well, and plus, if you have Disney Plus and that's where you're getting it, all the content that you need, all the supplementaries there, it's not like you have to go searching for it. No, you just have to do a deep dive. If you say, let's say, like, what's one of the, give an example, what's one of the shows we have Loki. to look forward to? Loki is one of the big ones. Okay, so now do you have to watch, you know, all the Thors and everything, you know, like, do you have to watch everything before you can just sit down and watch Loki? Maybe. Uh, Loki's the one I've said the least about, right? So Loki, for you to find him uh, an interesting character on a redemption story, you kind of need to know how, uh, yeah, you kind of need to know how he messed up in order to know what he's uh, redeeming. But, you know, you know, think about this. Did you guys watch the Watchmen TV show? Yeah. I, I honestly, I thought it, Damon Lindelof just fucking killed it. Oh, it's my God, it was amazing. Show. How weird is it that that show is a sequel to the comic and not the movie, and you kind of do need to know what happened in the comics in order to understand it and watch it, and yet that show is so highly regarded. People love that show. I think people are kind of willing to, to go on these rides. And if you're a good enough filmmaker, you should be able to not alienate everyone. But the people that you do alienate probably aren't going to like the show anyway. Look, I agree. I mean, what if you what did you watch The Leftovers? You know, it's a little off, but Damon Lindelof show before this. Yeah, I, I didn't finish it because like, it made me too sad. Genuinely. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, I'll go back to it at some point. Yeah, the last season. I mean, you're never going to get the payoff you want when you're talking about the afterlife. You know, whatever they say, it's never going to meet your expectations but what you see in what he did with the watchman where you don't have to necessarily know the whole backstory is it's just that simple guy uh sort of guide through this world here and what we're tethered to in the supernatural and and that drug nostalgia by the way i like that the nostalgia drug jason <laughs> oh yeah that I oh yeah, yeah. That. i don't want your nostalgia oh, but i, I, I like the drug i've had it it's and you drink it yeah i've had that too and then That's you that's why we get all these uh, these movies coming back with new sequels and shit. It's it's nostalgia is our is our our opiate. Yep, it really is. Now, what do you think? Fantastic Four with Emily Blunt and uh, John uh, was it, how do you say his name? Krasinski, right? Yeah, I was want to say Krakowski. I don't know why. It's Krasinski. Jane. <laughs> yeah, uh, oh, right, Jane Krakowski. Thank you. They're not related. Yeah. Okay, but they are. Yeah, solving you, problems. Nothing about their names would suggest they are related, uh, except but, in my uh, mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They uh, both had the same name. Go on. Yeah. Real um, Fantastic Four. I do, I do confuse uh, Kazmarek and Krakowski. But anyway, See, uh, so it's me, is it going to happen? Yeah, they'll do it. I mean, the first family of, of Marvel, uh, this is, you know, for some people, that, that's their X-Men equivalent. They're like, man, Fantastic mm -hmm. Four is what I've been waiting for somebody to get right, which has not happened at has all. Has not happened, no. Right. <laughs> but uh, I think that what they need to do, this is just my like personal pitch, hire me if you like it, is uh, don't try to put it in the new world, make it, you know, make it just one more team or whatever. I think do something funky with it and go to the time that it was interesting. So my pitch is go do it in the 60s. Do it in a time that Ooh, was before like all that. these Avengers and all these other heroes. Let it be this retro world that it is in the comics. And it's honestly, it's a little bit of a cheesy uh, family dynamic that they have, but it's more appropriate for the 60s than it is now. Um, and at I least that way, too, it's like, you know what? It's not the same movie we've seen two other times fail. It's some new take where we get to, and honestly, adding now different eras of Marvel content means that now not only do they don't have to keep everything within this window of 10 15 20 years they could now yeah. make stories yeah, generations in the future yeah they could go to there's so many stories set in the distant future in marvel that right now would be alien and weird but just start giving us stories throughout time you know give us uh the eternal story might do that We'll see. But yeah, that's my pitch. I like that X-Men did that, you know, a little bit when they went back to the kid, that great actor who's fast, the one who runs around the room. Wasn't that a little uh, retro? Evan Peters. Yeah. Oh, my God. That guy's yeah. so good. Yeah. Th those are the best parts of those movies, honestly, is every yes. time he gets the thing running around. Yeah. I, I agree completely. Um, so I wanted to ask you, uh, you said his name, so I, I, I tried to remember how to say it. I, I can never say it. Taiki? Jason. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, 
Taiko Watiti. Smith. Taiko yeah. Watiti. Yeah. Right? Okay. So what do you think? You think he's going to do for Star Wars what he did for Thor? Yeah, that's exactly what I think he's going to do, except I hope he does it even better. Uh, talk about fandoms that, that can turn on you quick. Uh, <laughs> you know, Star Wars is, has some of the most intense fans out there. I think what's really telling about this, and actually why I was actually really surprised that they brought Taika on, is you guys remember what happened with Solo, right? Well, the first mm -hmm. directing oh, yeah. team there. Lord, yeah, and, Lord and Miller, right? Yeah, Lord and Miller. And so these are the guys, you know, hot off Lego movie. And uh, I mean, I've been watching their stuff since Clone High. I don't know if you guys uh, remember oh, that, yeah. uh, that kind of TV. Really funny yeah. show. Um, so these guys are, are experts uh, at what we call trope deconstruction. They take the, the stuff that we've seen a million times and they find a way to tell it new and comment on it at the same time. There's a little fourth wall breaking. It's very, very funny. It's very effective. And yet, you know, they go to do the solo movie and they get fired, right? The, just something, Kathleen Kennedy doesn't like something about what they're doing. And yet, you know, what are we, three years uh, out from that? And now we have Taika Waititi, who's known for a very similar thing. It completely broke down Thor and rebuilt him up as something new. Uh, getting his opportunity. And my only guess, and why I actually am excited for it, is I think Lord and Miller are very, very, very funny. And that's where I'll leave it. In that, for me, their films lack a real sense of stakes and, and heart where you really, really... Like, is there a moment where a Lego cries or something? Sure. But compare it to Toy Story 3, right? Where you mm -hmm. physically are crying... And even though it's a comedy and it's very, it's very three fun, times. three times exactly. <laughs> oh, I cry every time. I, Toy Story. No, yes, there's three different spots in the movie that I cry. Is what I'm saying. There's three. I cry at every Toy Story. No, yeah. I, well, you were molested by a toy, though, right? <laughs> I, well, it was consensual. Yeah, I cried oh. too. I'm a survivor. I'm not a victim. <laughs> Congrats. Please thank continue. you for your service. Yeah. Um, yeah Jason, so, yeah. But so so now you take Taika, who has done movies like Boy, you got or uh, uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. Um, Jojo Rabbit obviously is like one of the best movies in recent years, uh, right. and but so funny and yet devastatingly emotional, and the emotional arcs are intense. That that I think is the difference. And they're like, yes, come in, do what we tried to do with Lord and Miller on Star Wars. Give us the funny movie. Give us the movie that's just droids, or give us the movie that's just stormtroopers or something. Tell a very funny story, maybe a funny friendship story, and. Mm -hmm. Then also give us the heart that is required for it to feel like a Star Wars film. Yeah. Well, I think he'll be able to do that. I think also, I mean, mm -hmm. Edgar Wright tried to do it with Ant Man and the Wasp. He also failed, and he's got heart. I think one of the things, and you kind of saw that with that last The Mandalorian episode that was directed by Taika. Taika knows how, he can, he can be funny, but he also knows how to play within the bounds of Disney. He's already proven with Thor, because I will, I'll say this I've never seen a, I, I've never felt like there were lower stakes in a movie where the entire planet gets destroyed at the end than that Thor Ragnarok. Like, that was a kind of an afterthought, but the entire yeah. planet went down. You well, know? Yeah, what also happened with that Thor was it was people who weren't even fans of Thor or Marvel were talking about that movie. There was a, there was a difference. You know, that was like when I'd go to Wildcard at the boxing gym, these guys aren't watching the fucking, you know, my trainer did, but most of the people didn't. And they're all talking about Thor. Have you seen Thor? Well, I went to see I that. Think, think about Black Panther had the same thing, right? It opened yeah. up this, this, the MCU to a whole audience that had not really cared as much. But I actually right. agree with Jason. That's why I was uh, saying that I hope he does a better job than he did with Thor. Because Thor, I think, actually, to me, feels more like a uh, Lord and Miller kind of movie than a Taika Waititi yeah. movie. Hmm. Taika's uh, movies, they're usually... I think one thing is also maybe having to abide by an existing comic book storyline. The Thor Ragnarok right. story has its, its already existing stakes. Uh, it also had a little bit of um, World War Hulk in there and stuff. So it kind of had to fit within the Marvel model. I think he actually might do better in Star Wars telling an original story. He's really good at telling a story about adolescence uh, and just like coming into yeah. your own. And so I feel like if he gets to really invent his own story, he's going to care a lot more about that stuff and put it in there. But I think Thor Ragnarok is one of the, the best Marvel movies that I only want to watch once. <laughs> well said. Well, I, I actually, before I forget this, I want to uh, connect these two points. Uh, you were talking about something in the Marvel Universe where you said they got to a place from Iron Man 1 to Iron Man 3 where we could, you know, where they were loosening the chains, so to speak, in the creative content of what you could do to a Marvel comic. 
they tried to do it with Solo. Are we seeing the same growing pains? And now maybe we're going to see it actually happen this time. Where Star Wars is going to go, okay, we have to loosen the reins a little. Yeah, well, they they have to also because they... The, well, luckily, they're learning the same lessons they learned from Marvel, right? So they need to expand the universe beyond just the original trilogies, like, fandom. The fandom of the original trilogy is the reason why you can't really make Last Jedi or even uh, Rise of Skywalker mm. without pissing off half of them. They need it to exist <laughs> a certain way. So they need right. to strike out completely into a new direction and make, you know, your Star Wars comedy film, make your Star Wars horror film, right? One of them, I mean, probably the most memorable part of Rogue One is Smart. Vader coming down the hallway like uh, like Michael Myers or something, you know? <laughs> like, you could set a whole thing there. You could, you could do your own Star Wars version of Game of Thrones and Knights of the Old Republic or something. Like, there's definitely a lot more room to do in Star Wars what, you know, George Lucas kind of started this path of like, this is the, the one thing we do. And now they've, they, you know, who's the, the, it's funny. It's the thing that James Cameron is so wrong about is what everybody uh -huh. could be so right about with Star Wars, where he's like, I never need to make a non-Avatar movie again, because every movie and show I ever want to make can just be in the world of Avatar. And it's like, nobody wants that. But uh, <laughs> Star Wars, though, totally could do that. Star Wars is is all is the galaxy, right? It's like anything can happen. Technically, in a Star Wars comic, Earth is in there. You know, like anything can happen. Okay, so I know we're getting close to having to wrap up. Have, do you have any thoughts on this? What's going on? Explain to people who don't know. Do you know what's going on with Avatar? Are they releasing all of them? Are they done? I, Are they, I can't. I can't tell you. He's he's keeping us <laughs> under. Uh, you know something, NDA. don't you? Yeah. Don't you know yeah. something? I think uh, well, he's he knows something. something on me. Yeah. He's got let's get Les Alonzo on the yeah. phone. Because yeah. you know something about Avatar. All right. So let's go. We're going into Memorial Day weekend now. What would you give viewers? Like, let's say someone wants to just binge some Marvel and get, you know, what would be your starter pack? Man, if you're not if you're not caught up on Marvel and you're trying to uh, kill some time, now is the time to do the 22 movies, right? Like, go oh, back. That's your thought, suggestion. Just you know, do them all. What would you yeah, say? Yeah. Like, you know, we've been talking a little bit about this HBO Max and the Snyder Cut stuff. You know, I think Hulu still has a bunch of the DC animated shows. I would tell mm. people to go watch the, there's an Arkham Asylum uh, Suicide Squad movie animated. Uh, yeah, that one's pretty fun. Uh, have you seen oh, the Harley it? Quinn show too? Oh, yeah, I've watched all the Harley Quinn shows. Is show. it good? The Harley, the Harley Quinn show is pretty good. Pretty good. It's really adult, like surprisingly Very adult. adult. Not for kids. Oh, okay. Better than, good. Better than the movie, actually. Uh, you know what? Actually, no, the right thing for somebody to, to give a chance to is uh -huh. uh, the the boys on Amazon. Oh, have, yeah. you, have you guys seen that? I've not seen it. Obsessed. So, we had Laz Alonzo who plays Mother Milk on the show, and oh, uh, yeah, yeah, he. I love it. Yeah, go. Yes. Give that a shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially if you kind of, there's a reason that you're not caught up on Marvel. So maybe you need, you know, there was a time when the, uh, the world and the country especially was, was so uh, caught up in the, in the Marvel excitement, but also it was getting a little cheesy and it's a little post Avengers and it was getting very, it was kind of like Avengers and Marvel was a backlash against the dark Knight trilogy where it's like, hmm. okay, that got too dark. And, and I think Batman dies or it got real sad. <laughs> and then, uh, so then they're like, okay, let's make this very colorful light world. And then that we kind of got sick of that. And we had also already had the other thing. So boom, that's when they dropped Deadpool. Right. And Deadpool just immediately calls it all out and makes fun of the superhero landing, all those things. I think the boys is a little bit of that now where it's like, if yeah. you're a little sick of this, or you're actually thinking these aren't realistic, the boys is like, yeah, give human beings superpowers and see what they do. <laughs> I love that. I, I think I that's like a that. great place to, to, to launch and end off here. Jason, you have anything, uh, last, uh, last words, anything you got? No, that, now that no, I think your microphone kind of looks like you're speaking into Deadpool's dick. Um, I like it. <laughs> Jason's got a problem yeah. with me today. I don't know why. Happy Deadpool early birthday. Hung like that microphone. Man. <laughs> I don't. Have, I feel like I feel like I've been on the defense mm -hmm. the whole time. I feel like I got the the, the brunt end of this thing. I'm the upside down troll doll. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about that one. Right, good one, Philip. All right, so Philip, how do we yes. find you on social? All that fun Please stuff. Please tell us everything. Um, uh, well, New Rock Stars is, is um, definitely the place to go to for analysis of. of nerd content and we do take it really seriously and that's probably what sets us apart a little bit is that we're obsessed with the language of film and celebrating you know the best writers and directors working so a lot of them are working on this uh i personally just launched a new uh entire vertical of, of fitness content it's still going to be nerdy it's just going to be fitness and it's called uh, epic hero fitness 
So you can find that on YouTube and on Instagram and it's just full of those thirst traps that you guys posted earlier. <laughs> Epic Hero Fitness on YouTube yeah. as well. And uh, do you have, are you, are you on social media? Like just as you, do you want, you know? Yeah, Philip know? Molina on, on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, there's, nice. there's a few jokes and many more thirst traps. Oh, that's so sexy. <laughs> that is such a sexy way to, that's, ladies and gentlemen. We got to go, yes, but just say we do. that's how you're going to spend your Memorial Day weekend, in and out <laughs> of those thirst traps. Fall into one, take a bath. I'll, I'll give consent to that in and out. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Molina, thank you so much for being yes, here. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Phil Molina. Thank you for coming. Thank Happy Memorial Day, Philip. Have a great one. Bye. Yeah, so nice. He's great. Wow. All right. We got to go, right? Uh, go. It's Memorial Day weekend. Try to make something fun of it. Stay safe. Stay sane. Stay strong. Jason Smith. Bye, everybody. Cliff Dorfman. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk soon. Bye, everybody. Bye.